Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. I'll probably have to say last night solidified Tom Brady being the greatest team sport player in sports history. I've done a lot of things that those guys in the Hall of Fame have done, you know, so I just want to continue to solidify myself, continue playing at a high level. Uh, I feel like, like I told you early on in the show, I feel like I, I got six years left to, to continue to build on that resume and hopefully a championship reign comes into that. There is no real update and it is just what you said it was, a dirty rumor. You know, me and the team haven't talked anything about contracts. They haven't talked about parting ways. Yo, welcome to another episode of All Things Covered with Patrick Peterson and Brian McFadden, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. We have a new champ. It's a team with the oldest player in the National Football League, now a seven-time champion. And on this episode, we have you covered with all things Super Bowl 55 related. And as a reminder, if you're rocking with us, make sure you leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Now, let's get to it. First quarter of our show, we're still in that Super Bowl vibe, so we kind of switching things up a little bit. You know, you guys, we usually chop it up, but we're not going to chop it up right now. We're going to address some dirty rumors that were floating around the football <laughs> world. Of course, you know, the big headlines was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, just routing the Kansas City Chiefs, right? That was the big headline Sunday night leading into Monday and throughout the day Monday. But there was another headline that was circulating throughout the NFL world, and it involved our very own P2, <laughs> Patrick Peterson. There was a dirty rumor floating around Twitter. They had P2 trending on all social media platforms, and the rumor was Patrick Peterson and the Arizona Cardinals decided to mutually part ways, right? And we have our very own Patrick Peterson. This is the best source you can get and have in place <laughs> if you're talking about Patrick Peterson, because guess what? We got Patrick Peterson. So, Pat, P2, I'm going to allow you to address those rumors that were circulating around the football world and just kind of give us an, an update info, you know, some update information regarding your situation with you potentially being a free agent. Um, honestly, there there is no real update, and it is just what you said it was, a dirty rumor. Um, I woke up to it this morning as well, you know, so, um, you know, me and the team haven't talked anything about contracts. They haven't talked any, any, uh, about parting ways. So, um, that's just what it is. It's, it's a dirty room. I don't know where Michael, Mike got his re- report from, but, you know, Matt, his part, name was Matt, Matt, if I'm not mistaken. Matt, from, yeah. Matt, from fans, uh, yeah. I don't know where Matt gets his, uh, where he got his insight from, but that was a dirty room would be Matt. You hear yeah. it here. Uh, hey, you're the best source we, 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 we need to listen to regarding anything P2 related, Patrick Peterson related. So going forward, when you heard the news, granted, you like you said, you knew uh, there was no realness to that. What was going through your mind? Like, did you want to talk to your agent or you wanted to figure out exactly where is this coming from? What was the like the first thing, the first few things you decided to do? Honestly, it just went over my head. And like I said, it was a it was a dirty rumor. So. You know, the things that they were saying in, in the report, I knew wasn't true. So that's why mm-hmm. you know, me and my team didn't, you know, didn't budge on, 
you know, moving forward with it. In the next next few free agent haven't even started yet. Jesus Christ. I mean the Super Bowl just got over with yesterday. <laughs> hey, that's that's what I that's why I, that's why I had to hit your phone. I'm like, what am I missing? Well, I mean, I guess I guess he was trying to steal some headlines from Tom Brady. No, man, days. I can't do that from the goat, man. No, yeah, that's, that's yeah. Today, today is the goat day. I'm sure he's out there at Disney World right now, soaking it up for his seventh championship. And I saw another video that was uh, trending of the goat mm-hmm. getting ready for another one. He wasn't even celebrating. He was getting ready for another one. It's not like Cal, another hey. one. <laughs> That's why he's considered the GOAT. No days off. No time off. There's always an opportunity to get better. But we appreciate you addressing that dirty rumor. And and when I say dirty rumor, it's dirty because there's no truth to it. Clean rumors, right. there is right. some truth to it. So for you guys watching us and listening to us, y'all can steal that. I'm okay with that. Y'all can steal that. That was a dirty rumor. You want clean rumors. You know that what I mean? So rumor. the next rumor we hear associated with Patrick Peterson if it comes from him, you know it's a clean rumor. So stay tuned. But like he said, free agency haven't even started yet, and they already throwing my guy into the free agent headline, to say the least. But hey, right now he's an Arizona Cardinal, and for all we know, he will re- return with the Cardinals unless otherwise. And if it's otherwise, guess who's gonna tell you? Patrick Peterson, and he might tell Man, you right so. here. All things covered. Yes, sir. Now it's time for Super Bowl Fifty Five recap. As you guys may see, I'm still here in Tampa and Pat P. I was here all week leading up to the ball game. I was at the ball game yes last night. Extremely excited. The atmosphere became electric, especially closer to yeah. uh, game time. But the ball game didn't play out like many thought it would. Uh, we thought we mm-hmm. would see a competitive ball game, a ball game that would showcase outstanding quarterback play. One team had pretty good quarterback play. The other team did not, but defensively. And the ground and pound attack, you know, surfaced to be the headline in this ball game. If you guys are living right. under a rock or if you were living under a rock Sunday, the final score of Super Bowl 55, the Buccaneers beat the Kansas City Chiefs 31 to 9. And before we get into the ball game, Pat P, remember I told you I had a whole lot of parlays set up and locked and loaded. So my first main bet that I was rocking with Pat P, listeners and viewers, it was the first half under. The first half under was set at 27 and a half. Oh, remember halftime score was 21 to six. So that half saved me. That hook that I had saved me. I also had the Chiefs to cover two and a half. It was three. I bought it down a half point, got two and a half. That didn't matter. But one of the best bets that I had, Pat P, I had Gronkowski, who was plus 175. Anytime touchdown. Anytime Mm. touchdown. Who caught the first touchdown for the Buccaneers? Grunt. 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 Exactly. Grunt so bad people are listening. Man, I was jumping for joy when that came through. I was jumping for joy. So for all you guys that had <laughs> a, a nice betting Super Bowl 55, man, I salute you. I tip my brim to you because it was a great, great Sunday for me as well. But let's get to the ball game, Pat P. I'm going to start with you with this question. How shocked were you? Uh, with the outcome of the ball game? I thought the game would be a lot closer, but like I said, I thought Tampa Bay defense will play a lot better. And you said uh, that they get, yeah, they gave them a different look. You know, they play 87% too high, take away the mm-hmm. big shots. That, that's what killed them in the first game. Tyreek Hill having 200 some odd yards in the first half, I believe, in that game. And the game still, still end up being close. So they came into the ball game understanding that if they took away the home run play, they had an opportunity to stand in the ball game, letting their front four eat and show what, you know, what they're worth. 
and they got after the quarterback. I mean, and that they made Pat Mahomes' life a living hell. You know, they got after him from the middle. They got it. They got after him from the from the edges. Almost every time he sat back, he he's dropped back for a pass. He was scrambling. He was trying to get away from somebody. So, Bozy did a great job of uh, taking away the big play and letting his big guys up front eat. And those linebackers. Yeah, I very old, man. Friend of the show, Levante, David. Man, Tony Romo made. Tony Romo made one of the, a great point. He said, anytime someone is going up against Travis Kelsey, they always give him space. David was, Levante, David was not giving him any breathing room. He was physical with about the line of scrimmage, forcing him to make it. Devante, I mean, I'm sorry, Levante was making Kelsey make a decision before, you know, this, the decision that he, before he wanted to make a decision by being physical at the line of scrimmage, colliding him every time he went out for a route. So, to me, I was shocked. I was shocked on the performance on, you know, the score outcome, but I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't shocked on the performance from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. And I wasn't shocked on the performance on Tom Brady. And one thing I, I would like to hit on, Pat P, with you being familiar with, as you call him, Bozy, that's what you call him? Yeah. Bozy. I, I don't know. I don't know Coach Bowles like that. I can't call him Bozy, but you can call him Bozy. <laughs> but 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 the adjustments, the difference of game plans that we saw compared to the first meeting clearly was highly uh, noticed, right? Oh no, no. And can 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 you kind of school us a little bit? Were you familiar with some of the things they were doing defensively, especially in the secondary? I know you emphasized two high safeties and things like that, but did anything that they were doing defensively kind of stuck out to you based on? the relationship you had playing under Coach Bowles in Arizona? Well, you know, from the TV cop, it's kind of hard to see, you know, what the safety's doing and, you know, the, the camera don't be on the right angle so your eyes be all over the place. But I definitely remember a couple calls that I've seen on TV that was very familiar. It was it was a couple things that was a little bit new. I saw one time he had three safeties out there, literally three mm-hmm. safeties on the field. So I've never seen him. And I think I do believe – uh, I, I remember that him calling that, but you know I can't remember the exact call that it was. But you know, seeing those guys line up and he kept it, he kept it real simple. Honestly, you know, he real didn't do simple. nothing crazy. You know, he didn't do nothing crazy at all. He, yeah. played, he played, he played man. He didn't play no no man under, so he played just straight man, cover three, cover four. Yeah, and let let his front let his front four go eat. And if I'm not he mistaken, I counted. He didn't even blitz. I was going. That's what I was going to hit on, Pat P. I counted. I think for the entire ball game, I counted no he more twice than five or six blitzes where he brought yeah. extra hats. Yeah. And that's not Todd Bowles. But exactly. That's the good thing about a coach being able to get out of his normalcy Adjust. to be yeah. able to make adjustments. I mean, nine point yeah. six. He only blitzed on nine point six of the dropback. So that that's impressive and. And that played a part in them being so successful as well. Another another individual who you love and you adore that was on that staff is B.A., Bruce Arians, right? Yeah. He stated out, I, I ain't going anywhere. I'm, I'm going to try to get two and then we'll see. You know I mean, talk about how excited you were for, for B.A. And, and the job he was able to do this season and now making it known he's chasing a whole nother rank. Man, it was such a joy to see B.A. go out there, um, get his first rank as a head coach. I, you know, being able to play under him for five years know the hard work and dedication that he puts into, you know, the game plans and to building the team and to where it needs to be. Like I said, I, I talked about it, you know, last week. He he started every meeting off with, you know, that that goal, and that's winning the championship. That, that's yeah. all that matters. That's all we're working towards. And to see that he finally got there and me knowing, you know, the nucleus that he's given his team, the, the guidance that he's given his team to finally capture, you know, that ultimate goal, it, it was definitely a pleasure to watch. 
watch here on my couch uh, here in Arizona. Yeah. And, and another friend of the show, we had a guest on a few weeks ago and Ryan Clark, he tweeted out, thank you, Bruce Arians, for showing the world that all three of your coordinators can be black. Your assistant head coach can be black. You can have two full-time women coaches and be the best team in the world. B.A., you're a trailblazer. Leadership doesn't have a look. Uh, what are your thoughts about that tweet and knowing the, the the diversity that Coach Arians has on his staff currently and then being able to showcase that diversity on the biggest stage and winning a championship? You know, having an opportunity to be with B.A. for those five years and going through that, you know, that Colin Kaepernick stage or whatever, we've had an opportunity to understand where B.A. comes from, you know, his his upbringing, you know. So, you know, B.A. from Pennsylvania, you know, grew up in, you know, a heavily black neighborhood. You know, all of his friends was black growing up. So he had an opportunity to to see what they was going through through that time. So, you know, to me, I always felt like it was never a color in, in B.A.'s eyes. You know, he, he all saw everybody as people. If I remember, I think he was the first when he was here, we hired the first lady. I don't think she was full time, but she was the first lady to be a coach and a leader, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he he, he started that when he when, uh, when he got here in 2016, 17, I believe. So to see him continue that trend going, he was real, you know, animate, uh, animated about, you know, getting women into the game because, you know, he always saw him watching, you know, you know, girls football or, you know, he was just always fascinated about finding a way of getting women involved with football and to see that he have, you know, two full, two female full-time coaches and seeing his coaching staff is, you know, heavily you know brothered <laughs> yeah um you know so you know he, he he you know i just i just see i think just ba is just a great people's person and you just see people equally I'm, I'm i'm glad you said that equally he sees people equally and he's been that way for a long long time one cool nugget about coach ba bruce arians is that back at virginia tech you know he was the first white player in virginia tech history to share a dorm with a black player yeah. And during that time, you know, it was very, very difficult for black players in Especially college football. In yes, 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 yes. So uh, just knowing that and seeing that and, and that player uh, that he shared the dorm with was Tiki and Rondé's, uh, Rondé Barber's father. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. So that player, that black player at Virginia Tech was the uh, uh, the Barber twins' father, Barber. James Barber. Wow. So. I mean, B.A. has always been a quality individual, a good yes. guy, a good guy who doesn't guy. see color. He just Honorable. sees character. You know what I mean? And that's what yeah. leadership is about. And I'm not surprised because he's been successful in coaching the game of football as a head coach, as an assistant. But, you know, being able to get to that Lombardi and win that Lombardi, that defines a different success. And I'm so happy that he was able to do that. Let's, I want to I want to go back a little more, dig deeper into the job that Todd Bowles did, because one thing that I was emphasizing, you know, covering the game uh, Sunday, I mean, not Sunday, but Monday, recapping the game Monday, CBS Sports HQ, I was so excited because I said defense can still win championships. You know what I'm saying? Everybody keeps talking about defense can get you to a championship, but you still need elite offenses to win a championship. Man, stop that. Todd Bowles proved to all you guys you can still win championships playing stout defense. So let me give you guys some nuggets. And some stats. Pat Mahomes, 26 of 49, 270 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. First time in his career, he lost by more than one score. Courtesy of next-gen stats, right? The Buccaneers defense aligned in a too-high safety shell. Pat P., we talked about that. On 87% Mm -hmm. 
of their plays, 59 of 68 plays to be exact, the highest rate by a Todd Bowles-led defense in a game over the last five seasons. Mahomes on deep passes, 0 for 5, right? No yards, clearly, and an interception. The Bucks blitzed on, as I said earlier, on 9.6% of dropbacks, the lowest rate by Bowles, by Bowles-led defense over the last five years. They still pressured him 29 times the most in Super Bowl history. I mean, so just some of those numbers, man, and seeing what he was able to do was phenomenal. And the right. thing that, and I'm going to hit on this a little earlier too, I mean, later in the show, uh, just not understanding what Andy Reid and his chief staffs were looking at and what we were trying to do was clearly confusing to me, but we will tap on that. But outside of Todd Bowles, outside of B.A., Man, a, a a individual I played against, you played against, B.A. probably played against him as well. He's just been around <laughs> the game of football forever And Tom Brady. When you look at Tom Brady and his accolades, and he's continued to add to his legacy, Pat Peak, out of all professional sports in our country, the iconic individuals that have played professional sports and have won championships, and I'm not talking about individuals who play individual sport, like golfers or tennis, tennis players and things like that. I'm talking about team-related sports. Is Tom Brady the best professional player ever? Do I think Tom Brady is the greatest athlete in all sports? I think last team night sports, probably, team sports, team sports, team sports. I think yeah. that last night probably solidified it. Um, for him to be 43 years old to you know change conference, you know the whole new scheme. And to go there and win in his first year, you know, due to the pandemic, you know, all the, the hurdles we all had to jump over, you know, and for him to be able to do it, especially in that system at his age, you know, B.A. is a down the field type guy. And, you know, they kind of they kind of mesh together very well. They didn't take as many shots as you as you used to a customer seeing, you know, that B.A. offense have taken, but they still was able to move the ball uh, efficiently, you know, so. Yeah. I would probably have to say last night solidified Tom Brady being the greatest team sport player in sports history. And and uh, I would love to hear your opinion about this. When I think about this conversation, this is great barbershop talk because, you know, some people might say, well, not quite yet. Uh, the thing about football where you it, it, it's kind of hard to compare to other sports, football is the ultimate team sport. Just because you have the best player on your team doesn't mean you win championships. Doesn't right. mean you will get to a championship. You got to be able mm-hmm. to get – 21 other guys in the starting lineup to buy in to whatever it is you're selling. And I've been saying this, you know, for a long time. I think Tom Brady is the ultimate, you know, bellwether. He's the best leader to ever grace the land of the football world. You know what I'm saying? And if you look at some other players in professional sports, you know, the greatest athlete, you know, I think you had to put Jordan in that conversation. You know what I mean? You could put the likes of Bill Russell, who won, what, I think 11 championships, 11 11 championships, you know, Kareem. You know, you have so many great players that you probably can put in that in that conversation. But the job that Tom Brady has been able to do and what he did this year, I do believe and I agree with you, Pat P. Changing conference in in an unprecedented season with so many trials and, and so many adversities. And to take a team that was bad last year, was bad the year before, hadn't been to the playoffs in forever, not just to get to the playoffs, but win it. And you look at the, the road they went, you know what I mean, on the road the entire time and outside of Washington, they played against real top-tier quarterbacks, Hall of Fame-like quarterbacks, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Money Pat Mahomes. Yeah. I mean, so you look at his, the second starting quarterback in NFL history to win a Super Bowl with two different teams, 
The first person was Peyton Manning. In 2009, 2015 with the Broncos, 2009 with the Colts. First player in NFL history to, to, to win a title in three different decades. Tw- huh. 2000s, 2010s, and 2020s. Think about that. This man has won a championship in three different decades. So he literally has three Hall of Fame careers. You can say that. Yeah. He has a Hall of Fame career in the 2000s. He has a Hall of Fame career in the 2010s. And now, I mean, you can kind of add that in the 2020s based on what he's done too. So oldest quarterback to win. A Super Bowl, 43 years of age, and he says he wants to play one more. So the Vegas, Vegas odds have, have come out, Pat P. I know you probably haven't seen this, but they have the Kansas City Chiefs, the favorites, followed by the Green Bay Packers, and third, if I'm not mistaken, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, what are your thoughts about how legit they could be in trying to get back to that level and try to win back-to-back titles? I mean, if they find a way to keep that team together, you know, they can – you know, the sky's the limit for that team. I mean, those team, that team got hot at the right time. And I believe they had the right nucleus on that football team. You know, just the atmosphere seems right. And it just, everybody just seemed, you know, to get along and, and, and buying into the, the system. No doubt. And outside of the performance of Tom Brady, I mean, there was a lot of headlines regarding that ball game as well. Um, people were complaining. I had some issues with some of the things that I saw. Uh, what are your thoughts about the officiating? that you witnessed in that ball game, especially in the first half of play. I, I saw some questionable PI calls, uh, the Tyron yeah. Matthew interception. I, I thought that was a bit, you know, uncalled for. Bashar Breeland, uh, incidental contact to Mike Evans. I didn't agree with that one. And then, of course, the you know, the goal line play. And the ball was uncatchable. So what are your thoughts about some of the things you saw from the officials, Pat P? You know, I thought I thought they got it together in the second half. I thought the first half, you know, they they, they I don't know if they wanted to get – control of the game or whatever it may be, but I thought it was definitely a lot of laundry on the, on the field early on Too much. In, in that, in that game for sure. Uh, I, I think, you know, kind of took off, took out the flow of the game, you know, in, in a sense, mm-hmm. but for the most part, they got it together in the second half and it turned out to be a clean half of uh, a football in the second half. Yeah. So I think Kansas City set a record, right? It was 90, 96, yeah, yeah 96 <laughs> <laughs> penalty yards. I mean, Penalties, almost a hundred, right a whole in football the first half. Yeah, yeah, so and, um, I thought it was definitely a little – the field was a little dirty early. <laughs> yeah, but one thing I would like to highlight, Pat P, that a lot of people are not talking about. Yes, the officials had some questionable calls, but but a sequence of plays that I would like to talk about, Pat P, right before halftime. The Buccaneers got the ball a little under 40 seconds or something like that, and, and, mm-hmm. and Andy Reid just was reckless with his timeouts. Number one, your defense didn't stop them at all in the first half, right? They didn't uh, play any sound-style football. Andy Reid – was calling timeout. Granted, I understand what he was doing. He was trying, he was anticipating getting the stop get the to be able to get the ball back. But if you look at the first down play, right, it wasn't five or six yards, but they got some, they got a few positive yards. The second down play when Chris Godwin caught that pass and made it third and two, I'm not calling timeout right there yeah. because the percentage of them getting that first down is in their yeah. favor. It was third and right. two. Right. He calls timeout. Third down, Gronkowski converts the first down, and now the Buccaneers, they like, we got life. They were content and yeah. in going into halftime, and the Buccaneers, that is, 14-6. They were okay yeah. with that. But ta- but Andy Reid was reckless with his timeouts, trying to be greedy to get an extra possession, led to more to more opportunities for the Buccaneers to eventually score that touchdown on that bad call. So all I'm saying is this, listeners and viewers, if Andy Reid was just more, if he was more precise with understanding when to use his timeouts, 
they probably wouldn't have scored in, in the Buccaneers is the team I'm talking about because they probably would have right. went into halftime because they were okay in doing that. So instead right. of going into halftime down 14-6, Pat P, they go down 21-6. 26, and that's yeah. A, yeah, that's a steep that's hill a yeah, to climb. So I, I just didn't understand Andy Reid's thought process and yeah. and how he used his timeouts. And and outside of that, one thing that I would like to hit on with you, you know, for for, for secondary guys, you know, sometimes when we get beat or we're involved in a play that uh, results in a touchdown, offensive players love to celebrate. Offensive players love to have fun. The Antoine Winfield got called for taunting, right? Now, remember the first – hey, Pat P. Hey, like they say, ain't no foam in that rabbit got that gun. Kapow. 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 Hey, hey, you remember the first meeting? Boy, Tyree uh-huh. Hill kept hitting them boys with that deuce, right? Hey. He kept hitting them boys with the deuce. <laughs> so Antoine Winfield, you know, got some get back, and he says, it's something I had to do. When we played earlier, he backflipped in front of my face, gave me the peace sign, so it was only right that I gave it to him. I forgot he did do a backflip on them boys in yeah. the end zone. Uh-huh. Yeah, how you, right what are your thoughts of- about that? What are your thoughts yeah. about that? I-, I love it. I love it, man. Like you said, ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun, man. And, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're going to be able to, you know, hand out a gesture like that, you got to be able to take it. And, and Tyreek Hill did a great job of taking it. You know, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't, you know, sour about it or anything like that. I thought it was funny. You know, I thought it was funny hey, and hey. good for the game. You know, it, 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 bring, it, it brings a lot of – put the peace sign right in his face. Yeah, it, bring, it brings a lot of uh, – I don't know. To me, it just brings a, more excitement to the game because now you know when they play again, it's going to be like some type of – no doubt about it. You know, it's so personal. I, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Hey, it's personal. And, and I love it too as well because yes, you know, everybody is joking when Tyreek Hill is, you know, running past yeah, people and embarrassing them right. and, right. and making fun, putting the looking back and making a peace sign. They don't yeah. throw a flag on him for doing that. No. You know, I mean it's part of the game. So I love it as well. And I think this is I don't know what the schedule will look like, but I, I, I highly doubt sure these play. teams won't play. Yeah, they will play. And another back and forth that occurred, friend of the show, very, very first guest, Tyreek Matthew. And, and uh, Tom Brady was going back and forth, right? Now, the one thing I don't agree with, they gave Tyron a penalty. Yeah, yeah, I think it should have been both. unsportsmanlike conduct on both sides. And usually it's the second person who usually gets the flag. In this situation, Tyron initiated the whole little – I don't want to say he initiated, but he got things going. He got chased down, and Tyron was the one who got the penalty. That didn't make any sense to me. But some right. people are saying Tom Brady – you know he's a quarterback. He shouldn't act like that. What do you What do you say when people are, to the folks that are saying that about Tom Brady? Man, when he's on a football field, he's just like everybody else. You know, he 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 have to he like to show that same fire and passion like everybody else on the football team. You know, the only only thing I would probably say that differentiates you know the, the quarterback from the team is that you know he has a little bit more say so than everybody else. At the end of the day, he suited he put his pads on just like us. You take a shower just like us. <laughs> you don't yeah. do everything and, just like a human, a human being. And one one thing that a lot of people don't realize, when you get into that uniform, when you get into that battlefield, oh, you're, a different person. you're a different person. You're not the same person you are now holding your little baby, right? You're you're right. you're you're in you're in animal, you're in an animal mentality. Like you know, that's the kind of mentality you have. And Tom Brady is not the same person he is when he's walking through his mansion that he is on the football field. And right. I kind of like that because you don't usually see quarterbacks have that fire, exactly. you know what I mean, in, in their belly. They have that fire in their belly like our very own Pete Prisco usually says about, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, certain prospects. You got to have that fire in their belly. And Tom Brady has that fire in his belly. So oh, yeah. the one thing I can say 
he was man enough to extend a text message to Tyron Matthew apologizing for some of the words that he used. You know what I mean? He okay. probably was cussing from ear to ear. Uh, he probably <laughs> said some things that he wouldn't say around his family and his children. But that happens in the heat of the battle. And I and yeah. I like the, the sportsmanship, being able to, you know what, bro, you said some things, I said some things. Let me apologize for what I said to you. And I'm pretty sure, right. you know, Tyron accepted that apology. But you better believe the old Badger, he wants some oh, yeah. get back. Oh yeah, he, he definitely gonna want some <laughs> get back. And you want, so no right now we're it. gonna transition to since this season is over with Pat P, man, uh, a very very difficult season for all parties involved, but a mm-hmm. successful season to say the least. Wrapping up the 2020 season, it was an unprecedented year that is now over. How will you remember this season? Man, getting freaking COVID every day, man. Oh my God. Getting that COVID test every day, bro. I mean, I'm happy that, you know, that it worked out for us, that we was able to finish out the year, but hey man, <laughs> that joint, that was hell though. Waking up, you know, having to waking up, changing your schedule, you know, having them dig up your nose every day. Uh, you know, it just, you know, just to me, you know, at the end of the day, we had to do it. You know, that's such something that came with the job. But yeah. that's definitely something I will remember about 2020. Right. Again, COVID tested for four months straight. <laughs> straight. Hey, I hey, I feel your pain because, you know, being out here in Tampa, CBS did a great job at making sure we follow the protocols. Uh, but, man, I was tested a whole lot, too. And that little stick up your nose, man, that thing made hey. te- that thing will get you teary-eyed, bro. <laughs> hey, it was like 10 hey, seconds. Hey, every day. Every day interior. Like, hey, they were like, well, 10 seconds, you know, they're going to swab you and, and, and move it around in a circle. And I'm just holding my breath. I'm counting in my ear. I mean, counting in my head is that's 10 seconds now. That's 10 seconds. Hey, they just got the stick all the way up there, man. So I salute you. you guys, man. So mind you, man, it's it's five people in there. So you might get a different person every day. So everybody oh. got different everybody got different pressures. Everybody go oh. you know a little They a might little, go a little oh, deeper. Oh man. Back. Hey, that's a sensitive time, spot too. Man, one time, I can't remember my name, bro. Man, she got me good, man. I had a tear just literally just coming all the way down. I was like, ooh, you made, you, you shared one, that one. You shared one on that one, mama. <laughs> hey, 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 man, hey, y'all boys did that every so, day. Hey, listen, I was so happy when they changed the um, the uh, the tips because we used to use, like, the Q-tips, but mm-hmm. now they changed it to, like, the little skinny, almost got, like, feathers on it. So that That's what I was better. using. Yeah, so that that was like better. But them, uh, them first two months though, man, it, it's like a normal Q-tip. Imagine that mm. going up, you know. Nah, yeah. and and the thing you said, key point. Some people got different pressure points, and they might yeah, stick it a little further yeah. than what you used to, and 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 that that'll make you hey, tear, tear up a little bit. We, we even we we even had hit list. Hey man, don't go to her. Don't go oh to y'all her. knew who to go to and who not to go to. Hey, <laughs> hey, but, hey, but Pat P, you know one thing I can salute the NFL because. It seems like they're living the right way. Cause you look at it, yeah. let's go back to last year's championship game right in Miami. They were able to get through their season right before the pandemic happened. Right. Mm-hmm. And then of course the draft came about. People were concerned about how the draft would turn out. It was a big, the virtual draft was a hit. I mean, it was a spectacular right. event. Then you look at getting into this season, not knowing if they will have a full season. The NFL was able to have a full season without any canceled game. In a period where baseball games were getting canceled, college games were getting canceled, everything. You know what I mean? So the job the NFL did, just being extremely lucky, has been impressive to this day. So they did a great job and and, and salute you guys for being able to, you know, 
change up your life, to say the least, to be able to get this season on and done for us to be able to have something to watch and be entertained. So you guys did a great job in changing the dynamics of your life and, and, and being able to play the sport you love. Hey, another thing about the league, too, though, I think they're going to probably do some deeper looking into is that offseason, the OTAs that we that we didn't have. You know, I believe. Oh, I heard y'all got y'all boys trying to get out of that. Period. Yeah. Hey, man, that was that was love. Like, literally, that's probably the best I felt being in 10 years as far as like my body wise. You know, what I mean, not being you know, led the entire you know, body not being hanged up. So for the most part, you know, I thought, I thought that was a, you know, I thought that was beneficial for a lot of guys, especially, yeah. you know, the guys that's want to be, you know, one of oh, the best. Oh, the vets would love that. Yeah. Much longer. So I think what they should do is though, if they, if they, if they want to make it, cause it's, it's voluntary, it's voluntary workout. And I don't understand why they make such a big deal off it. It's voluntary workout. That's the key word. But I understand this as well, because like me, in the off season, I gotta do this all day, like with my kids. I don't have that time during the season to be coming, pick my daughter up to school, to uh, pick her up from, uh, pick her up from school, drop her off to school in the morning, yeah. be able to come back home halftime with my little one. So mm-hmm. that's why I think it's always booked. Because at the end of the day, they, they say it's an off season, but we, it's only literally two months off. You know, that's yeah. not enough time when we have a, when we spending a whole seven months during the season. So I think and in those two months, you're still working out. Right. So I think they should, they, it, it should be something different because guys are, guys do have families. Guys do want to put that time in with their little ones. So that is, it's not like, Oh, daddy's going to work again. You know, daddy doing this again. I want, I want, I want my kid to be able to, you know, I want to be able to spend those times with them, wake them up in the morning, brush their teeth. Cause that's stuff I love doing. I'm a father. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm more than a football player. So I think those voluntary workouts, people, the outsiders, don't really be getting all hissy fitted or uptight when, you know, key players don't show up to volunteer workouts. Cause that's what it is. It's a voluntary workout. So yeah. hopefully, you know, the league continue this virtual thing, you know, make it to where if guys don't want to come, they still can participate virtually, you know, cause yeah. at this point, at this point, how much more the strength conditioning coach can do for me to get my body and to get my body right. You know, I've been in the game long enough. I understand how to get my body right. I know what type of shape I need to be in. So now mm-hmm. when I get in, in in season, now you just keep me fine tuned. You yeah, know no doubt. I mean? So that's just a. Um, I hope I hope they go through with it. You know, like I said, I, I felt great, and you know, hopefully things end up working out for this year, and and we'll see what happens in the twenty one season. Yeah, we will see, and and well, hopefully one thing we hope that will change a little bit. I know for y'all's sake getting tested every day so hopefully we'll be in a better position when the season starts so you don't have to get that hey, stick man. up your nose yeah i think hey, what you laughing at what you laughing at? <laughs> i think uh i think with that with that uh with that vaccine being out man hopefully thank the thanking the good lord that we won't have to take that uh that uh that get that covid test every day yeah we'll see we'll see now it's time to transition to my favorite part of the show we call this has pat <laughs> <laughs> has Pat heard? There were this, this was past weekend it was very very eventful. A lot of things happened. A lot of news circulated. A lot of, a lot of news came out. First question for you: In has Pat heard P two? Okay. Did you hear or did you see that <laughs> Charles Woodson got inducted into the hall? Hey, it's crazy thing about. It. I just saw that today. <laughs> you just saw that today. I just okay. saw that this morning because I didn't watch the hat. They, they normally do that on Saturday, right? Saturday, yeah. So NFL I honors. Watch, yeah, I didn't watch the NFL honors, and I did. I was I was watching the game, 
like, but I wasn't, I wasn't listening to the game because I had music going. So, you know, mm-hmm. they didn't, I didn't, I didn't see them. I didn't hear them say anything about it during the game, but I saw it this morning and I knew he'll get in there. You know, I saw Charles last year at, at Lake Tahoe at the golfing event that we always play in American century. And I knew he was up. I knew he would get in. I knew Calvin would get in. Who else ended up getting in that's around our time? Okay. Oh, uh, that's Joe, part of the uh, got John Lynch. Uh-huh. John Lynch, Peyton Manning, the Raiders coach. I can't remember his name. Charles Alan Fanica. Tom Alan Flores. Fanica. Oh, Tom Alan Fanica got in there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's, those, are only, those are the only people I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what, Then I, I guess you, you, you passed. This I, segment, I, cause I, cause this cause I'm telling you, because I saw, I literally saw it this morning. You just <laughs> saw it this right. morning. Okay, okay. So we would, if we would have recorded before this morning, I had you. You would have got me. You would have got me. <laughs> I had you. This is definitely a star study class going in. Like you said, Charles Woodson, uh, Calvin Johnson. Oh yeah, uh, that's Peyton forgot. Manning. Calvin, Calvin, Calvin. And you said uh, earlier on our se- earlier during the season with us, all the things covered, Patrick Peterson, Brian McFadden, that Calvin was your favorite matchup. That you loved yeah. that matchup between you and Calvin. Why is that? And why was appa- that? Yeah, apparently Calvin loved that matchup too. You know, it's just something yeah. about that's why you that's why you play the game, man. You 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 want to have the opportunity to go up against the league's best, you know. And now he's a Hall of Famer, and I can say, you know, I had an opportunity to go up against that guy. You know, I think I went up against Calvin six times. You know, so yeah, maybe five from twenty so. from twenty twelve to twenty fifteen. You guys faced off. Uh, Four career matchups. You guys were four and zero against the Lions and Calvin Johnson. Okay, so I, I I faced them four times. You know, got a couple picks. You know, that's that's how you build your resume. And I don't want to always been a guy that never shied away from a challenge. And you know, seeing the things that he that he was able to do throughout his career and throughout the years that we was preparing for him, you know, I wanted to embrace that challenge. <laughs> you know, so yeah. Um, and he always brought the best out of me, you know, because he was such a difficult guard because he was so big. He was shifty at the same time. He was fast. He was strong. He was physical. He had it all. Yeah, exactly. His catch radius was ridiculous. And nine times out of ten, I'm pressing him. So my back going to be against the ball. So it mm-hmm. made my, it made my job that much harder. So that's why I embraced those matchups, man. That's why, you know, in my career, that's why I always wanted those type of guys because, you know, it could either make or break you. But at the same time, if you break it, it that should be something that, that builds you up stronger to make it make sure it don't break you again. And speaking of your career, you know, recapping this Hall of Fame class with outstanding players, you know, how much do you think about your legacy and your chances of one day getting uh, inducted and enshrined in Canyon? You know, I think about it every once in a while, but I think I feel like I have a lot left out there that I need to take care of. I was talking to my boy, uh, Kevin Ross, you know, Shout out to Coach Ross, uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah. He was the back coach, the new worldly, uh, the new crown world champs. But, uh, you know, me and him, we always talk all the time. You know, that's probably, you know, the DB coach I talk to the most. You know, I probably have the closest relationship with him. And all we talk about is, you know, is just, you know, parts of the jacket. So I can remember like when we was, when we was together, he was like, man, all right, now this is, I was going to get AJ Green. He was like, all right, this, this that game where you start getting that lapel. He said, this is the game you start putting that lapel on your, on your jacket. And I went against D-Hop uh, the next year. He was like, all right, you're working on your buttons now. You're working on your buttons. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then when, when uh, I think it was our last game here when we played, uh, his last game here with us when we played the Rams. And I had a solid game. You know, I, I didn't get, I mean, I don't get many targets targets at me when, when I played against the Rams. But, you know, I had a couple of uh, PBUs or whatever. He was like, all right, 
now you got your seam, man. You, now, now your seam, now your seam is, is getting set in right now. So then when he left me, he was like, now, you know, I ain't gonna be here no more, but you know, now I want you to start working on that collar and them sleeves. Cause you, you know, <laughs> the body of work is, is speaking for itself. You know what I mean? I had just got announced like all decade, you know, got a couple of all pros under my belt. The most, I think the most Pro Bowls in Cardinals history in the first couple of years. So, you know, I've done a lot of things that those guys in the Hall of Fame have done, you know, so I just want to continue to solidify myself, continue playing at a high level. Uh, I feel like, like I told you early on in the show, I feel like I, I got six years left to to continue to build on that resume and hopefully a championship reign comes into that because, hey, that reign shined a lot brighter on that in, in Canton, baby. <laughs> no question. No question. Let me ask you this question, Pat Pete. Let's say hypothetically speaking, you say I'm done with the game right now. Granted, like you said, you've got five, six more years left to be played. If you said I'm done with the game right now, do you believe you have a Hall of Fame career already in the books based on nine years of playing in the National Football League, along with all the accolades you just mentioned, uh, the consistency, the numbers? Do you believe right now if you were to call it quit, like I'm done? I believe so. Yeah, I okay. believe so. And, and this was you just wrapped up. You just wrapped up year ten or year nine. Year ten. So I'm year going 10. into eleven. Okay, so you, you, let's so, say you um, said I'm done. Year ten. This is it. Do you think you have a Hall of Fame career? Um, I believe so. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I really do. I think the only thing that you know I hope they don't come back and haunt me, you know. But you know, I believe that two things you mentioned, you know, will will have a have like a great cloud over me. You know, something that yeah. you know. I had no regulation, no no regulation of having it in my body. Still to this yeah. day, don't know what the hell it is or what the hell it was, but it happened, you know. So, you know, I think that's something that's gonna gonna hover over me. But you know, I think at the end of the day, I will eventually get in. You know, it might take a while, but you know, as long as I get in, you know, that's all that matters. But you know, if I don't get in, I probably know you know half of the reason why. So, because. You know, with me doing some of the research, it's not many guys that is in the NFL that have, I mean, in the Hall of Fame that have PED violation, if I'm not mistaken. Cause mm-hmm. I did look that up when I first got suspended. So yeah, like I said, that's the only thing I think that, uh, that'll hold me back, which was sucks, but I still got, you know, all decade, which is, you know, only 50 something odd corners was able to achieve that goal. Um, still, you know, one of, you know, 20 cornerbacks to have five plus Pro Bowls, you know, so only, the, you know, only, the, I believe men or um, Darren, was it Darren? Rod Woodson, sorry. Rod Woodson. Pro at two different positions and make yeah. all pro, I mean, and make Pro Bowl at two, two different yeah. positions as well. So what I've done, you know, it, 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 it speaks for itself. You know what I mean? But yeah. like I said, I think the only thing that will, you know, hold me back is definitely um, having that suspension. Hey, you, you know what I tell you all the time. Only worry about what you can control. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and you want to play five, six more years? Go get five, six more years and continue to add yes, to that sir. legacy. You know what I mean? Yes, and, and and just keep pushing like you've been pushing. Uh, the, the future is still bright. And yeah. We about to re- we about to really see what's gonna happen now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, those rumors were definitely false, and as you addressed that earlier but in our show, is, I am a free agent, and free agency is around the corner. So, and yes, and and, and can I say <laughs> something? I, can can I? I, I ain't, I'm not your agent, but I can tell you one place. If let's say if you don't return back to Arizona, right? 
Okay. If you don't return back to Arizona, you know why I want you to go. Where you want me to go, man? Talk to me back. I, 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 I mean, say, I, I think if, I know what you're going to say. Being selfish, I would love for you to go to New York. <laughs> I would love you to go to so, New York, the Jets or the Giants. I, right? I would love to New York, man. Me being selfish. But for you, I would love, I think, when, when what's up, little mama? <laughs> hey. Yeah, that's my smile. Make him smile, Pat P. The babies love me now. <laughs> hey, yeah, I would yeah. love, what, what would be better for you, Pat P? And, 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 and you spoke about this. A few moments ago, and I was just listening to you, and I saw how you like how you lit up talking about this individual, Tampa Bay. Mm. <laughs> back with old ball coach, old Bosey. Yep, Bosey. <laughs> you got your DB coach. He gonna finish dressing up that 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 coat for you, the lapel, you the scene. <laughs> he gonna finish dressing it up for you, BA. <laughs> and you talking about chasing the ring, man? Please, <laughs> hey, hey, t- hey, Tom, I get you there. Tom will get you. Ain't that. no doubt about it. Hey, you, you, <laughs> about it. Hey, I know you. I know you thinking of, uh, uh, you about to set up shop in Georgia, but you back in the home state. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just got out there now. Hey, he hey, yes knew. sir. Hey, hey, we gonna see. Shut that face out. There she go. She said, hey, she like the Sunshine State also. Hey, but we, hey, we, hey, in the next few weeks, we gonna see. We're going to see how everything, you know, uh, uh, trickles down for you. Uh, but you got to do what's best for you. But only you only control what you can control. So that's not to You go to New York, I'm all right. I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? <laughs> we can go up there and do some all things covered in person. Or you go to town. Yep. I think we're going to be good regardless. Hey, no doubt about it. <laughs> hey, no hey, don't, don't no matter what, I will be playing football this year. So we just don't yeah, know yeah, where yeah, you're you you're not ready to go be a full time golfer just yet. You still got four, five, six years <laughs> before you do that. No that, doubt I, about it. I, now, that's one wait. rumor that's going to be clean. This is a clean rumor. When Pat P is done playing the game of football, he's going to be golfing and he's going to be doing all things. Every day. That's a clean every rumor. Day. That's a very every clean day? rumor. Oh yeah, you definitely gonna golf every day. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be on the schedule, man. Drop my girls off to school. They gonna they gonna be in school seven and a half hours. All I need is five. Go that's golf. It? Go have me go have me some lunch. Go pick them up. Come home, do schoolwork, get ready for bed. Uh, I'm sorry, take a bath, get ready for bed. Do I? Oh, I said schoolwork. Put them, put them, put them down. Do it all over again tomorrow, Matt. <laughs> I, I believe you. I know you. I know you. I, I, I hit Pat up, man. I'm on a golf course. What? Every day. <laughs> Every day. Every, Every day, day you on the golf hey, you course. See, you, you see my backyard, man. Man, you got you the putt. Putt but, hey, Pat, you gonna have to show them. You know, you got the indoor joint too. The tee off joint. You oh, show. Yeah. Yeah, I got you talking about my um my hitting day, my um my simulator. yeah the hitting day. They yeah. say you got that cheating because you got a whole a whole course at the crib. <laughs> hey man, I'm trying to get right, dog. Hey man, I gotta, I, you know, I'm trying to get right. Dog. I like I like playing golf. I like playing on a lot of different people. And, you know, I like putting a little skin on the game as well. So I gotta make sure my game is the part, baby. And you like yourself against any any other player in the league right now? You you really feel good about your game like that. Um, now it's a couple people that's better than me. It's definitely a couple. Oh, like Adam, hey, like what? I meant to tell you. I remember uh, you wasn't able to join when I had Kirby Smart on the show. Oh, Kirby said, said that Kirby, him, yeah, yeah, him and, Kirby, him and Nick. Him and Nick, they said, man, but Kirby personally all, I said, ain't playing, he, I ain't playing with Nick, man. He's talking about getting his mulligan on 18. Nah, we ain't doing that. <laughs> hey, 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 you know what we might have to do, Pat P? I don't want to throw a, throw a tease out there. <laughs> 
But we might have to bring Nick on to really get his whole <laughs> yeah. thought process about the mulligans and all that. I think we might need to see if we can get Nick on. I'll tell you, man, after the first hole, man, you don't get no more mulligans, man. That, that goes hey, to hey, Kirby now, said man. that. Now, Kirby threw that room out by Coach Saban and mulligans. Yeah, Kirby did say it, but he called you out. He said he wanted some of Pat Peters on the court. Hey, man. And man. it's legit in the offseason. And for you, for the college coaches, you know, they kind of in their offseason as well. I'm, you know what? I'm going to hit Kirby up. And see what's up with because hey, he did call you out. And he said, he said, you got more money than he has, but he willing to man, put some money. Money ain't got line. nothing to do with it. We can bet, we can bet ten dollars. I'm willing to take that too. Yeah, I know you want to <laughs> win it. You want to win by any means necessary. No doubt about it. Yeah. So yeah, I can put, it, so I can put to, it in my daughter's piggy bank. Yes, sir. We're gonna have to try to get, get Coach Saban on, man, to talk about this mulligan situation that Kirby out here yeah. broadcasting and putting on him. 100 percent Yeah. 100 percent Well, that's it for our Super Bowl recap episode. Thanks again for listening and watching. We'll be back again next week where you know all things will be covered. Peace. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts.